Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Cheyenne Hills at CheyenneHills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. We are across the street and around the world. Cheyenne Hills. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, and thank you so much for joining us today. And Nathan, we are back on a, it's a kind of a blustery day. Now, I never know what exactly what day this is going to be aired, but this is important for everybody to know. This is yeah. the Thursday blustery day before Friday, yeah. which is which is huge because... I don't know. We talked just a little bit, but the New York Mets are going to be playing the Colorado Rockies, and I got tickets, and they're hard to get because oh, no. I wanted to watch Brandon play. Right. And now it it doesn't look good for the home team. <laughs> it doesn't look like any for, any good for any team for the. Yeah. I mean, because of the weather. That's the joy of trying to make uh, <clears throat> plans early. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. I, I was I was planning on things. So how have you been since I've seen you last? You know, I've you doing anything? Just yeah, sleeping well, a lot, taking lots of naps. Oh sure, sure of yeah. course. <laughs> <laughs> In between everything you do legislatively and taking seminary classes, right? Right. Yeah. And and uh, Which of course, raising really a family well. and trying to do right. a jillion things. But it's a uh, we a did lot. get to take three days off last week and go down to Colorado. Springs. Okay, good. And my children had never been there. All right. And so to go visit uh, some of the folks that focus on the family, there's a place oh, wow. there called Wits End. If you've ever had kids who have listened to Adventures and Odyssey, oh yeah, which is a great program. Yeah. Um, you can go down to Wits End, and it's like an old-fashioned soda fountain, and it feels just like the. the is it within the complex of Focus? In the basement of their bookstore, and oh, when I'm yeah. when I say bookstore, it's huge. Massive. I. It's been a long time since when we yeah. when I was pastoring in Colorado, we would go down to the Springs more often when we did for a lot of different things, mm-hmm. but uh, took youth kind of things or retreats. And it was a great place to go on a retreat. Well, uh, I know that you're Glen Airy was a, yeah, was a phenomenal. Yeah, beautiful. Oh uh, I know you're a, uh, a guy who's really focused on fitness, but if you ever do slump every <laughs> once in a while and you go down there, yeah. they have something called the Wadfam Chocksod. <laughs> it's the world famous chocolate soda. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. It sounds off. They literally do have soda water. They put in this chocolate concoction. But I'm telling you. Is it you, like huge or something or what? Well, yeah. So they served in a special glass. Okay. And I don't know if there was a special drink that went with manna in the Old Testament. <laughs> but that would have been a good one. That would have been a good one. <laughs> right there. Yeah. It would have sweetened things yeah, up. Love no, it. That sounds like it. Well, well, you know, there are so many negative things to talk about. <laughs> there, I mean, seriously. Yeah, you I know. You look in our world and it's like... Yeah. I, you know, I read the news. I, you I know, you read the news. We yeah. talk about it. We talk, we're, our, I think we're both brokenhearted over yeah. so many things. And, you know, even just some meetings that we've had today, it's like, you don't even know exactly what, where to put your finger right. first. It's like, Lord, what, mm-hmm. what's the, where's the best place to use our resources and, and, and time. And, um, uh, so this first came to mind. I thought it would be good for all of us to kind of yeah. just focus. And because I think one of the things we've got to do is, is uh, I don't, so here's Philippians four eight. Uh, this is my kind of a go to verse for me when I get into a, a place of uh, too much information and too much heavy stuff. And it's like, well, it says this. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there's anything of excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Yeah. Whatever you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Right. Man, I, I love the promise at the end, the God of peace, because um, 
you know, we, we need to try to find peace in the midst of this chaos. And we as leaders, you know, church leader, leader of a, a family life, uh, family policy alliance, um, we are the ones that are responsible to, I think, to at least bring a some truth to and some hope and some peace to our world. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're that's the what we're given as a responsibility to do. And sometimes it's hard. You know, I was driven just this morning and this is the timing of the conversation you've just brought up is astonishing to me just this morning because I have a task list sitting on the right side of my computer that is just long. And it yeah. seems like I'm, I'm mark something off and then yeah. two other things are added to yeah. it. And, and they're all very important. Yeah. And so this morning I was driven early to the prayer, Lord, you are the God that brought order out of chaos. That's right. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And then it talks about how God went from that position into a position of creative order. And I said, God, you are the God of bringing order from chaos. And I need your wisdom because yeah. I feel it's beyond me sometimes because there are so many important things and dangerous things happening in our society today. Right. How can I uh, uh, bring the structure, the knowledge of Christ into the circumstances God has placed me or us? Right. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I have the answer to it. I mean, I was telling you just this last week, I, I preached a sermon and brought a lot of, mm-hmm. of what I, I think um, brought truth in grace at the same time to some of the real key issues of our day. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I think I wrote on the shoulders of Erwin Lutzer because I told you I Wonderful. quoted him and I know, you know him. I'd like to hear a little bit more about your interaction with him, but w- you know, one of the things he, he acknowledges, he did a beautiful job of acknowledging, um, the pain and the hurt. Right. I don't care whether it's, you know, um, the shootings are in um, in Minnesota. I mean, it's just right. tragic, and the, the, all the court cases are going on there. And I'm just, right. my heart's broken that we have to, as a country, what's happening. In effect, the effect of it is that, you know, it's making more width or distance in the racial tension. Right. It seems like every every time when something else happens, it's there's more distance. Right. And it seems like there's less answers. Right. And in uh, it. And it breaks my heart. And it's like, and then, and the hard thing for me, and I've talked to you about this a little bit, but there's also, there's so many landmines. I mean, if, if I've even would, would try to inject myself or jump into the deep end and, and care and, you know, mm-hmm. genuinely care. And I, cause I do about the racial divide in our country. And, uh, but there's so many landmines to stop, step on. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, it's, it's hard. I think, uh, I, it's like, Okay, you're right. We need wisdom and to be able to speak into these things. But one of the, one of the things I'm going to go back to Lutzer, and then I want you to give me your thoughts on. Which sure. I know you met him, and it, it's yeah. fantastic. But one of the things he said, he was talking about social justice, and he said that's become the new uh, religion, if you will, a new righteousness. Because right. if we do, if people say if we do show social justice type of things, then that's more righteous than you know the Bible, because the Bible is. Some would go as far as to say it has hate speech in it because it says Jesus is the only way to God. I've heard that. Right? And so there's, there's, if you believe that, then it's hateful. So really, so really the Christian is almost in an impossible situation. I either got to say, I got to side with God and say Jesus is the only way, or I, or I try to soften that some way and say, well, okay, so and there are other ways to heaven. I mean, I can't say that and be true to God's word. Right. So as a Christian, now I'm, I'm in this dilemma. Do I want... Do I want to make enemies? Absolutely not. 
Right. You know, I want, I want people to, you know, I want to be friends and I don't want to put a target on my back. But at the same time, it's like, I, I've got to be able to speak truth to this. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the father, but through me. And so it's, but if it's, it's almost like it's hate speech. If I say, yeah, that is, there's a bridge out ahead and you've, you've got to know Christ. And that's the way you get across the bridge. Ah, but anyway, that's one of the things that kind of came out of this uh, from Lutzer, that that uh, we've got to get back to the basics. That, that says um, there still has to be repentance, mm-hmm. um, and there's still ha- there's still a judgment, mm-hmm. and then we as the church have got to bring those things. And I will tell you, uh, when I started in the ministry, that didn't sound like a big big deal. Right today, it's a big deal. It is, and it's. Uh, and it's risky to even talk about those right. things. So tell us about Lutzer, what you know, and oh, anything yeah. about this topic. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, let me talk about the topic a little yeah, bit. And sure. I'd love to talk about Lutzer. He's a, a hero. Yeah. But but talking about the topic, social justice did come out of conversations being held among pastors and theologians okay. um, in the early 1900s. And it wasn't a left-right Was issue. it actually used, that term used, social no, justice? No, no, okay. not so much. Okay. Uh, people did use the term social gospel. Okay. That normally was where the, the the term began to turn into a bad thing. Oh, but gotcha. when we talked about uh, early on trying to address the actual felt needs of people in civil society, it, there is a role that a Christian is supposed to play Absolutely. in filling those needs. And, yeah, and anyone can recognize that. And you can, you can even see that come out in, in a positive way in the conversations uh, with Martin Luther King. His letter from a Birmingham jail is extraordinary as a piece of literature, but also from a theological sense. And many, many people have brought that out, uh, both on the conservative, no, no matter where they are on the political spectrum, right. there is something brought out of there that is talking about justice from a biblical perspective. Wow. And then when he addresses, uh, there, I read this is a while back. Someone was pointing out the statements made during the famous I Have a Dream speech. He's referencing the Old Testament repeatedly when he talks about how justice will flow down like waters. I think, I, I forget if it's Ezekiel, but oh, wow. yeah, he's referencing the scripture in right. that repeatedly. Right. And so the statements that he was make, making were very powerful, and they were talking about justice socially but they weren't talking about social justice as it's perceived today. In many ways, the modern ways some people will reference social justice could almost be said it is socialism. Oh, yeah. And it's tragic because they talk about the oppressor and the oppressed. And they, they, they bring out this dynamic that makes it where no matter who you are, you are guilty if you fit into one of their subcategories uh, of oppressor and oppressed. And that, that has changed the dynamic and it no longer follows that earlier, uh, biblical model based on genuine biblical morality. It has been twisted and turned into a new, uh, conversation that I think is very detrimental to actually addressing the felt social needs that we have today. Yeah. And it, it is hard. I, yeah. I think it's in going back to, to, uh, uh, Martin Luther, um, mm-hmm. King Jr. is, um, the things that he said and the way that he said them. And I, I've been drawn back to that in a, in a lot of ways in our, because of our society, he mm-hmm. was, he was brilliant, really. Truly. When you, when you see that what he spoke truth to power and the way that he did it and, and he did it in a, in a way, I mean, he really, 
it probably answers the question I started off with. What yeah. are we supposed to do? Right. I mean, he really did lay out a way to say, okay, here's how you address social mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. that need to be righted. There were right. definitely issues that needed to be righted. Right. And, um, but he did it in a way that was, uh, it was honoring to God. Speaking and it, the truth yeah, in it, love. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it brought us together. And yeah. I, I think it did. I think it did mm-hmm. went a long way. I hope, it, I, hope uh, I didn't live in that particular era. Mm-hmm. But uh, immediately after, of course, then, you know, yeah, you know, his his loss of life and that whole thing is right. like, oh my gosh, what a, it's just yeah. tragic. I mean, right. it, you know, and we see all this racial stuff and all the tensions. It's like, you know, it's you look at okay, this the the black and white and the whole thing we do. It's like Satan is just eating this up. Exactly. Because it's like you couldn't craft a more confusing, difficult, whatever you call situation, right. and make everything just. Uh, there's no clear, really clear answer here, except that it's, it's tragic, you know, it is tragic. And it's like Satan has just done a, I think this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. He's done the, the most masterful job of dividing us. And I think, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever it looks like to, to, to try to bridge that gap, I think, um, and speak, you know, speak truth and, and what, if there's something good or truthful and right. loving that we can find, I think in the communities, uh, we may be able, may not be able to solve this problem. Right. Uh, globally right here from this table. But I think we can do our little part and I think that's our responsibility. Right. So this, this is the challenge and, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll come back to Erwin Lutzer just a little bit, but then t- I want to ask you a question based on how a Christian uh, is supposed to in their mind, how, how they dwell internally, yeah. how they pray, how they live this stuff out. Yeah. Um, but so, and I really appreciated this about Erwin Lutzer uh, when I met him. Um, he actually, I was, I was teaching a class and he came and sat on the front row. It was just an astonishing thing to have the teacher of teachers come sit for in sure. Class. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But he, I was, I had been reading one of his books and he was, it's entitled when a nation forgets God. Okay. And it took Germany leading up to world war two. And it talked about how the German church had turned away from the clearly revealed truth of scripture and began to adapt it into the social context that uh, the the Nazi party was laying out in Germany, how they abdicated their role. And politics began to determine the theology of the church. That is also something that we have to be conscious of today. It's so prevalent. The the, the current social context is something that can start to dictate how, and there's a a pastor you and I both uh, have listened to and uh, have some respect for, but... He allowed, in his church, he began to allow the current social context to drive the way he was going to preach. And yep. he actually began to adapt, uh, adopt the language of critical race theory into his sermon. Oh, wow. And it was astonishing to many people who had listened to him because those are theories and ideas that are at odds with the clearly revealed word uh, right. of, of, of the Bible. For sure. And so that's some, one of those, those situations. Dr. Lutzer, in bringing that out through um, When a Nation Forgets God, uh, he has done a really great job of not only being a prophet, but an educator. This is what it's looked like at times in the past. And these are the circumstances we're now in. And these are the things that we now in our own generation have to be conscious of. Right. One of the things he does in this book, uh, We Will Not Be Silenced, I, and I, I think we've talked about this book maybe um, 
Uh, it's relatively new, I think. I think it is I think it's within just, last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he does talk, he brings up the critical race theory, but he really ties it back to this is a Marxist plan Yes. to, to divide yeah. us. That's right. And that's the thing about it. It's like, you know, this, this whole idea is there's a piece of this that, okay, there's a piece of this, there's a, a true offense somewhere that we need to address. We need right. to be able to, but it's like a, it's, we have to be, do it perfectly right. because there's so many landmines trying to get to it. It's like, right. I want to address this issue, but if, if you, if you bring it into this context of this critical race, really it's a, it has its, he shows how it's a Marxist plan to divide us. Right. And that's what we got to somehow fight right. against. I think. I and, agree. And find I don't know whether whether it's common ground or just loving your brother or loving your neighbor. I'm not exactly sure. There. I think you've hit right on it. It's genuine love. Yeah. Uh, so when I was a kid in Sunday school, we used to sing that Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, yeah, and we go through every color we knew. Right. But right. that is a simple truth that the Scripture teaches. Yeah. And that we have to come back to genuine love for our brothers and sisters in Christ. And our, our brotherhood is not based upon race. Hmm. It is based upon our understanding of God the Father as our Heavenly Father. And when we bow in prayer, no matter where we're from, and we're at a table, and we say our Heavenly Father, every one of us, no matter where we're from, are praying to God the Father. Right, exactly. That relationship is what ought to bind us. And right. so we can genuinely say in right. love that we love one another. Yeah. And you're right, though, all of these landmines that people place out there, it makes it where even that kind of statement, well, you can't say that because of the color of your skin. You know, right. some right. people will actually give that impression. Right. It is not true. When I, this is a story. It just kind of popped in my mind. I did a did a funeral for a, a Japanese guy. Mm-hmm. He was a... He was actually one of the guys that was, he's old enough at, that I mean, he was probably close to, he was in his 90s. So he was, he was in one of those camps that remember in World War II when oh, the, wow. when the Japanese, camp. yeah, he was yeah. in an internment camp out in California. Mm-hmm. Um, his family moved to Colorado. And anyway, when I was in Colorado, I, several years ago now, but I did his funeral. Honestly, I didn't know to the, the detail of what happened and how, you know, all the Japanese were rounded up and put into these camps. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, you know, the family is Japanese family and this Japanese family is very dear to me. And I'll tell you why in a second, but, um, they asked me to do his funeral and I got to hear a story and he, he had all the things taken from him, um, mm-hmm. land, property, all these things. And wow. the, the amount of things that was lost, by the Japanese is is overwhelming, and uh, but anyway, he still served the the American military to help translate because he said this is my country and I'm it's I'm here. Powerful. He was like a second generation, and I think the the family now that I know really well is fourth generation I think in in the states. And but anyway, um, the family is amazing, and even even this this man's dad didn't know about the internment camps. This this man's son. I'm sorry. This man's son did not know about the internment camps until this this uh, son of his was in uh, uh, in college, and he went home and said, "Dad, does this happen?" And you know, he just talked right. about the. So we just talk about this injustice, and I I think here's here's how we dealt with that. Um, I just I just listened. I sat in it. I took it in. I didn't I didn't try to fix or something, but I just like I so appreciated the pain. Mm-hmm. I just sat in the pain of that as I listened to those stories. Mm-hmm. And and then I was the pastor and I 
I got to honor him. Right. As you know, as a the most amazing person to turn around and do good when you've been had so much injustice. You talk about injustice. I mean, right. that was just that's right. a that's a sad day in our right. sad day. But how that family? I mean, they didn't. You know, they've definitely financially very well. Uh, healed and, and all their family was all educated extremely well and they still are. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I know this story really well because that that guy's that man was the grandfather of my daughter-in-law. Oh wow! Yeah, and and Sammy is uh, my daughter-in-law. She's she's just phenomenal. But that I can tell powerful. you, yeah. And I, but I just thought, man, I this this is an amazing, a horrible injustice, mm-hmm. and it's just like I just wanted to. F- it's like I want to with every racial thing or every injustice. I just want, how can we, I don't know what it looks like. We didn't fix anything. We didn't change history. We didn't do anything. But I right. um, I had so much respect and, I don't know, compassion and still do. And uh, for that, for the whole family. I mean, they're they're amazing. They're, they're amazing family. Yeah. And I'm, I'm honored to be a part of them. Right. But anyway, I don't know. That's probably, maybe I even answered my own question just a little bit. It's like, I think we, sometimes we just need to go sit and, and, and just listen. Not, right. I can't fix anything. Exactly. Right. But it just, it's like, man, uh, you guys have been through a lot and I, I had no idea. You were empathetic yeah. with the situation. And, and sometimes that's all we can do. Yeah. Uh, there is no way for us to reach backwards through history yeah. and fix the the issues of the past, there are no reparations for many of the horrible things that have happened all over the world. On the other hand, biblical justice is what ought to be what we pursue. And it's, it's listening to him and, and genuinely recognizing him as a brother. And it sounds like his granddaughter now is part of your family and all those different things. Biblical justice is something that every Christian ought to stand for. I think it's great. And uh, that biblical justice. So here, here it comes back to the question. I'm lobbing you a softball, <laughs> but we, we've mentioned already that verse, um, you know, how we ought to think yeah. in a world that feels like it's full of chaos. There are times you wake up in the morning and your mind is reeling yeah. uh, because you've received so many blows. How does a Christian then in their heart, in their spirit, before God, how do we actually get prepared? How do we begin to bring that order out of chaos when the chaos is all around yeah. us? Well, the only thing I can do is, is it's verses like this. Yeah. If I can get my heart right with God, because I've got that list too. I don't know if, maybe you have the same list. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but there's this, just so much to address and so much to do. And But if I get that right with God, I there's a good chance that I'm going to be I'm going to be better with the people around me in the situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm fallible too, but it's like, I've got, I've got to have that time where I get, uh, I get things right with God and it's like, all right, Lord, help me, help me to do the very best, uh, you know, in me, through me today. And, and right. it's, it's a daily thing. And so Nathan, I want to get into more about Erwin Lutzer next time. I didn't give you enough inform- time to unpack it all, but we'll get into his, his story a little bit next time. Thank you for being here. It's good yes, to have sir. you. Cold you day outside, warm in here. I know, right? this is great. <laughs> good talk. So good thanks for joining us again, and uh, I hope you have a great day, and I hope you will be strong and very courageous. God bless you all.